Hello and welcome to John's Author Diary for the week ending October 22nd, 2017. This week I have been really busy. I've not got as many words written as I would have wanted. I wrote four more chapters for the collaborative project that I am working on. So this means I am past the halfway point with my first draft for the first novel of that, which is crazy to me just how quickly it seems to be coming together. I got the first four chapters back for the audio version of Night of the Wasteland, which was my second book in my Wasteland series. So I've been having to go through that and check that everything is right with the narration, that it all matches up with the text. So that's a little bit of a laborious process. I'm also now doing my last proofread of King of the Wasteland. Now, once it's been through its round of edits, what I like to do is get it read out to me by my wife. So she will sit with me, we'll read through the text, and she'll look out for any mistakes or errors. I struggle to tell the difference between things like full stops and commas and whether a quotation mark is facing the right direction, that kind of thing. So it's really helpful to get that last pair of eyes on the text and I can hear out loud how it's going to sound because it's really important to me on a sentence level that there's no clunkiness within the text, that it all flows nicely, that it has a good rhythm to it. So we've just passed the 25% mark on that. And so over the next week, we'll be carrying on with that over the evenings, ready for the launch on November 2nd. As regards the collaborative project, we had our first Skype meeting about this. So the three of us talked through a lot of the ideas about the project and what we want to do with it. So the guys I'm working with are really focused, they're really driven to do this. And it's really exciting for me, the fact that we've all got different skill sets and different ideas that we can bring to the table. And it's kind of great just to try out this story shop idea. So if you think of it, you know, it's, it's like Pixar or it's like a, any kind of story studio where people are working together to make a single story like you would get in a film or a TV show, anything like that. It's just that we're doing it for a series of novels. So we drew up a preliminary timetable for the project. So I think we're looking at having a firm first draft of all three books by the end of December. And then once we've got a draft done, I think we're going to write a prequel novella, which will give away as a way to get people interested in the series. And I think we're looking to have everything done, including covers and editing and proofreading by March, and then looking for a release probably around May. So we've still got quite a few months to get everything finished, everything sorted. And I think what's interesting is when you're working together with people on something, there's almost an extra bit of motivation and drive that you don't want to let the other people down, that you want to kind of pull your weight and make sure that the whole thing is as good as it can be. I'm actually really enjoying writing the story because it is set in the modern world. It's set in modern Britain. It's based on places that are real, places that have been, places that have lived. There's a lot of cultural references. So I'm really looking forward to finishing that. Now, I've mentioned in previous podcasts that I listen to an essay, a poem and a short story every single day. And I was really moved by a essay that I listened to the other day by Andrew Sullivan. And it was on the BBC's A Point of View podcast. It was called The Battle for Free Speech. And it's about a disturbing trend, in, especially in America, on university campuses, where there's a trend for militant political correctness, and it's at the cost of free speech. And this talk was about how free speech is essentially being positioned as a tool of white male oppression. Now, I'm a firm believer in free speech. I've been a writer, I've been a journalist, I'm an author... And it upsets me that people feel that they can dictate who can speak, who has the right to speak, and about what. Even if I wholeheartedly disagree with what someone is saying, I would rather hear what they are saying than force them to shut up. 
someone shared a post from Tumblr with me. I had one of these people saying what authors can and can't write about. If you're not a woman, you can write stories with female characters, but you can't write about what it's like to be a woman if you're not gay. You can have characters in your stories that are gay, but you can't write about what it's like to be gay. And to me, this is completely ridiculous because it only takes a few seconds to follow the logic and see where this will go. If you can't write something that isn't from your own experience, then hey, don't write fantasy, don't write science fiction, don't write historical fiction, don't write fiction at all. In fact, don't write anything that isn't autobiographical. In my Wasteland series, my main character is a former drug addict, and the theme of addiction runs through the story. I have never been an addict, but I have had people who have lived with addiction get in touch with me, saying how moved they were by the story, how they were grateful that somebody had written about addiction in a compassionate way. What I did is I did my research, I spoke to people, I got people to look at it and make sure that I was dealing with the subject matter fairly. I don't have any experience of aliens, I don't have any experience of assassins, don't have any experience of wizards and witchcraft, but hey, I will write a story about a wizard, what it's like to be a wizard, because you can extrapolate from experiences. You can talk to people who live with experiences and get a feel for whether you're doing it fairly and right. I feel very strongly about this. And I worry that a lot of the bullying tactics that are used, the kind of mob mentality that goes on, the uncritical violence that happens to people who speak out against this stuff, is challenged and is questioned. The way I see you treat people fairly, you treat people how you would want to be treated yourself, and you deal with things responsibly and respectfully. Last week I mentioned that I've been reading Brian McKillen's Powder Mage series. Uh, I finished the first book and I thought it was excellent. I gave it five stars on Goodreads. I've moved straight on to the next book, which is called The Crimson Campaign, and I'm already halfway through that, and it's great. I like how the magic system has been messed around with, how throwing different things into the mix has kind of made some surprising results. And I really like authors that do that. You see that with people like Brandon Sanderson, where they'll establish a world and a system of magic and then extrapolate what happens on a logical progression. And I think that's awesome. So yeah, really enjoying this series. Finally, I've had a couple of questions this week. Mary Jones asked, how do I deal with bad reviews? I don't let reviews bother me, whether good or bad, because at the end of the day, they are people's opinions and are completely subjective. They're based on taste. I'm a huge fan of Terry Pratchett, but my wife does not like him at all. This doesn't mean that Terry Pratchett is a bad author. This doesn't say anything about Terry Pratchett's writing. All it says is that Terry Pratchett is not to my wife's taste. And this is the same with reviews. They aren't a reflection on the book. They are a reflection of the reviewer's tastes. And the people who leave, you know, one-star, two-star reviews aren't going to go on and read the rest of my stuff. And that's fine. And I really appreciate that people have given me a chance. I'm a new author and they've tried me out. So that's fantastic. I know there are some authors who struggle with bad reviews, but take them personally. And I kind of get it. When you write something, it's like you are pouring part of you onto the page. You are putting a lot of yourself into a story. But at the same time, you are not that story. And so a person leaving a negative review isn't attacking you as a person. You know, you don't even know what's going on in their life. They might be struggling. They might have their own issues. And I think the worst thing I've seen authors do is when they see a bad review, they'll leave a comment or they'll try and challenge the reviewer. Don't do that. You have to ask yourself, what? Is this going to achieve if I do this? Is anything positive going to come from this? And the answer is probably no. 
the only time I've ever responded to a review was when someone said that they were having trouble seeing the book on their e-reader. So I left a comment saying that they could get in touch with me directly and that I would send them a copy in a different format if they wanted. It was basically someone had had an issue, it's a customer service issue, and I tried to help them deal with that. Now, they didn't email me back, so, you know, that's up to them. But I made the offer. In a way, what people think of my stuff isn't really any of my business. It's <laughs> Francesco asks, how do you deal with writer's block? I don't believe in writer's block. I used to work in a newspaper where we had to have deadlines and there's no room for writer's block. I can't remember who said it, but there's basically a bit of a joke of plumbers don't get plumber's block. Now, have I struggled with stories? Yes, I have. And what I usually find is it's because I've gone into a scene where I've been unprepared or there's something not working with my outline. If I'm finding that it's really difficult to write something, it's because I think my brain works on a subconscious level quicker than my conscious mind. And so I realise, without really realising it, that something is wrong with the story. And I feel when I'm pushing up against that kind of resistance, then there's something wrong with the story, something wrong with the outline or the planning. So I'll go away and have a think. You know, I might bounce some ideas off a friend. But I did a um, writing boot camp recently and um, one of the people there were talking about the idea that if you believe in writer's block, then you're more likely to get writer's block. Like, if you believe that you're bad at writing dialogue, you will be bad at writing dialogue. And so it's a kind of mindset thing where you have to think about things in a more positive way and try and focus one line at a time, one paragraph at a time, one scene at a time. Just keep moving on, moving forward. So you can keep your questions coming in. You can send them to john at johncronshaw.com. I will leave all the spellings and links in show notes to things like my books on Amazon and my website. If you haven't done so already, you can actually get a copy of my book, Addict of the Wasteland, for free. Just go to my website. It's johncronshaw.com. So until next time, cheerio. Cheerio. 